Section 1 of Birds, Volume 3, Number 6, June 1898. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. June. What is so rare as a day in June, than if ever come perfect days? Yes, Lowell, in a few words, describes the month of June, or at least he indicates something of it. But still, what are perfect days? We look for them in April, when the bird, many of them, certainly the most attractive of them, return from the south. We find ourselves, when we visit the woods and parks, disappointed that the sun does not shine, that the air is not soft and balmy, and that the grass and leaves and buds do not show themselves in spring attire. For, on the contrary, we find winter lingering distressingly near, that the merry warblers are silent, and that the greenery of young nature is very slow to indicate her presence or even her early coming. We pull our wrappings about us and go home. April passed. We then fancy that her older sister, May, beautiful in literary imagery, for do we not recall descriptive visions of May days of long ago, when the human blossoms danced about the May pole, lulled luxuriantly in the soft, tender grass, hid themselves in the deep-leaved trees, and at last gratified her imaginations with the belief that she is altogether perfect unfortunately a chill takes possession of us and we return home disconsolate may also has disappointed us we have had an experience which we shall not forget we have seen and recognized many birds but they have not sung for us they have been as they almost always are influenced by the elements and why should they not be they have but one suit of clothes have you observed the robin in the early spring he is worth watching he watched a fine specimen in south washington park in march last it was a comparatively mild day for the windy month he perched on a lateral limb of a leafless tree a few yards from sixtieth street whether he saw us or not we could not be sure as he took little notice beyond saying to tut to tut he ruffled his suit and seemed as fat as feathers can make him it seemed as important to him as our buffalo robes to the slaying parties of a few days before. Still he was observant, and seemed to be looking for stray food that would warm him up. We had some fresh crackers in our pocket, which we broke into fine fragments, and scattered, withdrawing several yards away. To our surprise, not only a robin, but several nathatches, some brown creepers, a number of English sparrows, three or four blue jays, and a gray squirrel, from whence he came I could not conceive there being no large tree near in which he might have had a winter home, came with great promptitude to feed on the unexpected offering. Others, no doubt, have had this experience. Does it not suggest that the bird which remained with us the whole year round, finding, of course, during the spring, summer, and fall, sufficient for their wants, should be looked after a little bit, if only that they may be permitted to escape from the sometime unusually severe storms of winter? nature has provided them with ample feathery protection from our ordinary moods but when she breaks out in icy blasts and snow that covers the very face of her they suffer and they perish but april with its weather uncertainties although it has long been said and believed that its showers bring may flowers with its disappointments to all those who wish that the balm of mild breezes would come longed for by the invalid and the convalescent the lover of nature who would go forth to visit her and to court her april seems a sort of humbug and is may much better how many days so calm so sweet so bright the bridal of the earth and sky come in may a few do come and we remember them but as lowell says 
Perfect days are rare, even in June, when, if ever, come perfect days. We think that Lowell, nevertheless, lived a little too far north to entitle him to state, even poetically, that perfect days are only to be enjoyed in June. Had he, with the writer, lived in southern Ohio, on the little Miami River, and gone fishing in the month of May, he would, we think, have changed his mind. Or had he read the little less than perfect poem of W. H. Venable, which, it may be, however, was written later than the verses of R. Many think, greatest poet, June of the Miami, he might have put aside his books and his criticisms and his philosophy, and sought out the beautiful river of Western history, and the sweetest stream that flowed in America. And even now, notwithstanding, the giant sycamores have largely disappeared and the waters of the river have greatly diminished in volume, leaving only holes and ripples, and modified his views of days perfect only in June. There were perfect days in May on the Miami. There were perfect days on all the streams that made it. The birds were multitudinous. They sang in chorus. They were, indeed, almost infinite in number, for the naturalist and the collector were unknown. The birds were natural residents, without fear of man, building their nests close to his habitations. A year or two ago, we stopped off the cars in May in order to recall, if possible, in the shadow of a few remaining trees at a familiar place on the vanishing river, the expected voices of the well-known native birds, the delightful far-gone years. Barely we had our reward, but it was not satisfactory. It seems to us we should do our best, through legislation and personal influence, to protect and multiply the birds. C.C. C. Marble End of Section 1